What's Better Today? And welcome to the Leadership Advantage podcast by Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage isn't some magic pill or silver bullet to instant success as a leader. I'm sharing the art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your potential in life and work. You want more productivity? Take a break. My mum would often tell me, all will be well in the morning. For her, it was just experience and age-old wisdom. All will be well in the morning. And things always were better in the morning. Somehow, all the clutter and stress and worry, while not gone altogether, was at least more manageable. As I slept, my brain was free to sort through the problem, process it entirely and put it in a suitable place, close to a similar experience in memory. I had learnt how to resolve whatever the issue was, and more often than not, it didn't even need addressing anyway. How does taking a break improve future learning? Well, it's akin to my mum's advice to sleep on the problem so that your memories can be reprocessed, consolidated and shaped for better, faster retrieval. Taking a learning break gives your brain time and space to reprocess. And now there's compelling new evidence from the University of Texas at Austin, recently published in the National Academy of Sciences that supports the idea that study breaks improve later learning. But just how much is the right amount for studying and how long should you take for a break? I've been researching this for some time now and unsurprisingly the results are inconclusive. However, there does appear to be a general reduction in the active learning time for younger people. Typically, I found that baby boomers study well and learn well over about a 25-minute period of almost continuous studying. That is, they need a learning consolidation break at 25 minutes, needing then a 15-minute break. Gen Xers, on the whole, study well and learn well for about 20 minutes and then need an average 13-minute break. Gen Y millennials drops to about 12 minutes of learning well and studying well, and then a six-minute break. And then what I call the Gen IY, the iPad generation, post-2000, around four minutes a year, just four minutes, needing a two-minute break. Hmm. All of this, by the way, is in non-academic learning situations. Tested for learning retention 24 hours after the learning event and 21 days later. But within every group, there was a range and it would change for an individual dependent on the mode of learning. That is, was the learning in a form that they preferred? Reading, video, audio, kinesthetic, experiential, etc. Sadly, from an academic point of view, even so-called learning preferences wasn't a statistically significant factor. But what we do know is that our brain needs a break. 
When we take a break from learning, our brain can process all the information. When we are learning anything, our prefrontal cortex, the PFC, is burning a lot of energy as we evaluate the information, process it and check it against working memory. Then the new information is processed, consolidated and linked to appropriate other memories and emotions. But for this to be held in longer term memory, it appears that the PFC needs to be less active. Perhaps because the PFC is such an energy hog and we simply need to switch our energy resources to consolidate memories or learn. So can't we just take a pill and learn better and faster? Well, actually, to a certain extent, we can. Glucose and oxygen, the fuel that we need to burn to learn. Caffeine can assist as well if recent research is correct. So taking a moment, munching on candy, taking deep breaths and sipping that cup of coffee all help us learn. Oh, I've just described a break. And it's not just about learning, okay? All this stuff about taking a break to improve learning is tremendously interesting, John. But I have a job to do that isn't learning. And that's where we need to realise that our wonderful brains are continuously working hard and burning energy. You know, for such a small part of our body, the body weighing just about 1.5 kilograms consumes 20 to 25 percent of our daily energy. I wish I could get my gut to burn that much and consume its own fat resources, but my brain is doing this just because I'm awake. In fact, your brain, when you are not actively or consciously learning, is still processing vast amounts of data. Most of that data is irrelevant to you in the moment and is filtered from coming near conscious processing. <laughs> so just like most of your learning in school and most meetings then. Useful or not, data is being processed by your brain from everything that you see, smell, taste, touch, feel and hear. Everything outside of your body and inside it. And when you are busy and fully occupied in the brain, this is conscious activity. That is, you are aware that you are busy and what you're doing. If you had to continuously, consciously think about breathing or digesting your breakfast as well, you would face immediate cognitive overload. So give yourself a break. Whether you use a Pomodoro technique or something else, taking short breaks and allowing your brain to cool down for a moment will improve your productivity. And those days when you are super stressed and really busy with so many demands, that is the time to choose to be at cause for how you live and work. Better still, as my dear mum would say, sleep on it. All will be better in the morning. Heck, take a break now and on the website watch this brilliantly uplifting video of the piano guys with Sir Cliff Richard singing It's All Gonna Be Okay. Bye for now. Be greatly blessed and highly favoured.
I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and will share some highlights with the people you care about most. My team and I are working on a series of exciting new projects in this art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your true potential in life and work. To learn more, visit leadershipadvantage.com or just search for Dr. John Kenworthy and connect with me.